Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Wednesday edition PFTOT, the extra little show that we do after PFT Live. And we just literally wrapped up PFT Live minutes ago. Some topics we didn't get to and some things we'd like to expand upon. And Chris, one thing that I think isn't surprising to anyone, but it's still very confusing. Cam Newton, this foot injury that was aggravated last week between the shoulder, between the foot, between the ankle, between this, between that. The guy who looks indestructible isn't indestructible. And now that he's 30 and we saw Andrew Luck retire, and I just have to wonder whether or not Cam Newton can continue to keep going physically and how long he will tolerate these kinds of injuries and annoyances and surgeries and rehabs if it means he's going to go out there and he's not going to be the guy he used to be. I just feel like it's starting to add up to possibly Cam Newton joining Andrew Luck and no longer playing football, maybe as soon as this year, maybe next year, if not then, the year after. Man, I, I mean, I, I, I listen, am I concerned a little bit about Cam Newton? Yes, uh, I understand that. I mean, yeah, we know. I mean, he's been the most physical quarterback we've ever seen in the history of football. I mean, just go look at his numbers and all the attempts he's had on, you know, third and shorts and fourth and shorts through his career. I mean, other quarterbacks who we look at and they go, ooh, they quarterback sneak a lot. Cam Newton's like double those people, and they're not quarterback sneaks. They're literally like car crashes with middle linebackers where he gets a running start uh, from the shotgun position. So, yeah, his body's been beat to crap. There's no doubt about it. And uh, we're, it is a little concerning. I'll say this. I don't think – I don't know. He doesn't strike me as a guy that would walk away. I think he loves football. I feel like he does. Um, I don't know. Maybe he does have other interests. Maybe I'm reading this wrong. But uh, I think the other thing that's at least worth bringing up here, though, Mike, that jumps out to me, you do have to, I think, as the Carolina Panthers start to question how you structure your next contract with Cam Newton or where you go there, because I would be concerned that, yeah, he's going to fall apart or how much longer of a beating can he take? And I look at it from the standpoint of that accumulation of injuries plus that, that demeanor that we see from him when things aren't going his way. Yeah. And, and it's fine. It's not a criticism, but it's a reality. When the day is going well, it's the big smile. It's the Superman thing. It's, it's a very different vibe than when the game isn't going his way. And I've always been critical from the standpoint of you need to be more even keeled than that because yes. you need to hold out hope that you can turn a day that isn't your day into your day, that you right. can turn around a bad game with the right mindset. But if he is on that emotional roller coaster and you do spend enough time on the downward slope and you know that you've got more than enough money that you don't need to do this anymore, maybe you just decide, I'm not going to do it anymore. And when you look at his contract, he's got two more years in Carolina. Maybe he realizes after this contract expires, the money's just not going to be there for a Cam Newton because he can't be counted upon to be healthy and effective on a regular basis. That is the one factor that gets overlooked yeah. when it comes to quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks. you got to be available to your franchise. Dak Prescott, 50 games, 50 starts. That's what you've got to do to be a long-term, year-in and year-out, valuable franchise quarterback because if you're not healthy and you can't play, 
you're worthless to your team. Yeah, no, that's those are all real things. You're right. And yeah, at the age of 30, and you know, la- you know, last year with the shoulder injury, not looking the way he's looking right now, and it does, you know, not that he's missed a lot of time. Uh, but it, it does seem like he's been battling a lot the last few years with just little, you know, nagging injuries here and there. But uh, I would be shocked if it was like an Andrew Luck style of, of walking away. I don't think he's that type of guy. I think he's going to continue to push forward. I just think at a certain point you have to make a decision for yourself, for your family, for your future. And if it isn't fun anymore, if the joy is gone, at what point do you say, I don't need this in my life. I do have other interests. These guys aren't required to play until they rip the uniform off of them. Right. And, uh, you know, for the same reasons Andrew Luck walked away, maybe Cam Newton will decide I've had enough. And maybe when he sees what kind of numbers are put on the table, as the market gets closer and closer to $40 million, if nobody values him as a $30 million a year guy, he may say, I- I'm out. I'm not doing this. But, but I think it's something to pay attention to because that performance last Thursday night was very un-Cam Newton-like. Yep. And it's because of his foot. And if he can't get his foot healed, if he can't get his shoulder right at some point, I think you just say, that's it. I've made my money. I'm going to move on. Now, the Panthers will need someone to step in and play quarterback if Cam Newton is out for any period of time. Kyle Allen will be the starter. Will Greer will be the backup. Coach Ron Rivera said that on Tuesday. But meanwhile, people are ignoring Colin Kaepernick. And I remember saying two years ago, Chris, when Cam Newton was rehabbing from a surgery, I think it was an ankle surgery at the time, boy, Colin Kaepernick would be the perfect quarterback for the offseason program while Cam Newton recovers. It's it's similar skill set, and, and Kaepernick can come in and prove that he's not radioactive, that teammates will respond to him, kind of a palate cleanser after everything that happened in San Francisco, and they had a, maybe a mutual deal that once Cam Newton's healthy, they cut Colin Kaepernick, and he goes and finds another job. I mean, I, I remember thinking then – this would be a perfect replacement for Cam Newton just as it relates to the offseason program. Yeah. No, now, yeah. isn't he a perfect replacement for Cam Newton if Cam Newton can't play? I mean, yes, the can you know, the Colin Kaepernick that we saw a few years ago would be the perfect replacement. But, you know, and again, I don't like this. I mean, it's messed up. I get it. I mean, Colin Kaepernick would fit perfectly within that Cam Newton Carolina Panthers system. But that was the Colin Kaepernick. I, it's just been too long, Mike. I mean, I would have a hard time just as a football, uh, you know, coach, personnel guy to go, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to sign Colin Kaepernick who hasn't been in any live action and we're going to bring him in here and, you know, realistically think that he can get up to speed and play at a high level pretty quickly, let alone it's still a lightning rod subject. And I just, again, I, I, it's messed up, but I just don't think there's any way uh, we ever see Colin Kaepernick, and I've been saying that since the d- first time he knelt, that he would never play again when that season was over, and and uh, I still feel strongly about that. Instead of waiting for the phone to ring, his agent has begun reaching out to the teams that have quarterback needs. I don't know that it's going to make any bit no. of a difference. And the the thing that bugs me the most is the fact that – by successfully blackballing him for two years, yeah. the fact that he hasn't played in two years now becomes the first argument right. in why you shouldn't sign him. I know. And it was, you know, they, they've managed up. to weather the storm, so now they can use the fact that, that they've screwed him over to continue to screw him over. It's, You're right. It's, and, and it, what, but here's the thing. Don't you want to win football games? I mean, David Tepper signed Eric Reed last year. Don't you want to win? And don't you want to sell merchandise? Can you imagine how much money they would make off of Colin Kaepernick Panthers jerseys? Are you sure I, about that? A, I don't know. Oh, you, I think I think they would sell. I think they would sell plenty of them. I don't know. There's th- no guarantee the th- you're going to win for one. And then, but yet, yeah, I don't it know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you win. 
If you create a Colin Kaepernick jersey for any NFL team right now, it will sell. I'm telling he was one of the top selling jerseys like a year after it he might, wasn't playing for the 49ers. It might sell as nationwide, but like if, a, if somebody like the Carolina Panthers did it, I, I, I still think there's in that part of the country, there's going to be tremendous backlash. Tremendous. They won't. They're going to lose sad money. To think, yeah. Isn't it? I don't th- I think you're I think you're wrong. I, I think you are listening to a vocal segment of the fan base that has the same bit of purchasing power as the silent portion of the fan base that has no problem with Colin Kaepernick being on the team. And this happens too much in our society nowadays. A vocal minority hijacks the process, and the NFL has allowed that to happen. I remember when the collusion case was still boiling as it relates to Colin Kaepernick of the NFL. Some of the evidence that was going to be introduced related to surveys the NFL did where they they saw that you know, there was just as many people in favor of Kaepernick having a job as there were against. But the ones who were against were so loud right. that they listened to them instead of the ones who had no problem with it. And it's just it's it's just the whole thing is sad to me. It and is. there's the knee jerk reaction that if you if you add the guy was in a Super Bowl. Jim Harbaugh told me within the last couple of years, this is a guy who can win championships in Definitely. the NFL, not one plural. And Definitely. I, I know. Whether it's the look, I know the Steelers are all in with Mason Rudolph, but why don't you bring in Colin Kaepernick to be Mason Rudolph's backup? And maybe at some point Colin Kaepernick's good enough that he's better than Mason Rudolph. You're trying to win football games. The Panthers are trying to win football games. Presumably these people want to win, and they're overlooking a guy who could help them win, all because they're trying to win a completely different battle than who scores more points on a football field. Yeah, no, I I mean, you're Mike, I mean, I, I am – I am not fighting against you. I hope you don't think I am. I'm totally in agreement with all your thoughts. I'm just trying to, like, be realistic Look about at Nike. it right Look now. Look at Nike. Yeah. Remember when Nike did a deal with him last year right. on Labor Day weekend? Right. And all the Kaepernick haters said it's going to destroy Nike. And what did it do? The stock kept going up and up and up and up. Sure. There is a segment of society out yes, there. Yes, but they don't reside would, in Carolina. They don't reside there. That, that, that part of society does not reside there. New York, San Francisco, some of those cities, yes. But I think if you got into the South right now, okay, and not, not trying to get political and you just get into Don't. certain cities i'm not i'm not even trying to i just think the right you're not trying the wall to you there. just are well i'm just it's saying just the writing's happening. on the wall in some of the cities to right. where i don't think you're gonna get away with it that's all i'm saying i just i look at it very and here here's the problem the people who don't like him for non-football reasons cling to the weakest football arguments to justify him not playing and they are weak and they are flawed and they've always been flawed and now the strongest argument is well he hasn't played in two years yeah because he was successfully blackballed by yeah. the nfl and its teams yes. for two years yes all right so messed uh, up the- I, yeah it is so freaking messed up it's unreal i know that yes Let's move on to the New York Jets. Now, they're a team that needs a quarterback, Whoa. but Sam Darnold's going to be back from mono fairly soon. They like Luke Falk. They, they've added David Fales. They like Luke Falk. They're sticking with Luke Falk. He completed 20 of 25 passes on Monday night in that game against the Browns. They just couldn't sustain their offense. So I think Falk is the guy until Darnold comes back, and they're not going to go out and try to find a veteran, whether it be Colin Kaepernick or anyone else. Darnold will be back, they hope, by week five. But, you know, they got some hope in Luke Falk, although Vegas doesn't share the optimism. They're still 22, 23-and-a-half point underdogs. Yeah, well, uh, 
I get the, I get them staying with Luke Falk. I mean, he's had a ton of reps through his college career, throwing the ball at Washington State. I mean, you know, they don't even know what a run play is there. So he's certainly, you know, uh, polished as far as getting those type of reps. Uh, and, and and he did look good. You're right. You know, I, I don't know if there's any backup quarterback. You sit out there right now and just go, oh, gosh, he's going to be so much better than Luke Falk. I get that. Adam Gase, you heard on one of the uh, comments during Monday Night Football, they felt like he knew the offense better than anybody, better than Trevor Simeon and Sam Darnold. So that's going to make them feel comfortable. The big thing is, is like he's not super gifted. So it's just going to be hard, okay, uh, because they don't have the right team around him to completely support him right now. You know, you might be able to get away with this, uh, Luke Falk, and if you had a really awesome running game and a good all offensive line and a top-tier defense in football. But the Jets don't have that. And, you know, I think he can manage the offense and do some good things. But right now, for them to win games or do that, they need somebody that can, like, make some big-time plays. And uh, that's not going to happen. And with their schedule, I mean, night-night, that's all I can say. They're going 0-6. They're going 0-6. They're just – unless Sam Darnold comes back in these next four games – 0-6 Jets is going to be a real thing four weeks from now. Yeah, it's just sad that it's happened that way. And really, when you look at that 16 nothing lead that they held right? against the Buffalo Bills, Damn. if they could have just finagled that win, and then you throw the mono on top of it, I mean, I, it's, it's just amazing. And every year there's a team where these – these adversities one after another just keep popping up and it's been associated with Adam Gase the last three years, two in Miami and now with the New York Jets. The Pittsburgh Steelers have had plenty of adversity with the injury that ended the season of quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Now receiver Dante Montreef, who got so much hype and so much buzz before the season, Chris, as the viable number two yeah. to Juju Smith-Schuster, he's on the verge of getting benched. He's hardly done anything this year. He's got a lot of drops. He can't get open. He's got three catches for seven yards and five drops. They signed him to a two-year, $9 million contract. They thought it was a steal, and now it looks like he's going to head to the bench. James Washington who was a teammate of Mason Rudolph's at Oklahoma State, could bump up. Deontay Johnson, the rookie, could bump up. But, uh, you know, and, and if Moncrief falls far enough on the depth chart, they may think about getting rid of him because at some point you got to be playing special teams and Moncrief may not want to do that. And the Steelers may have an issue that if they don't believe in him as one of their top receivers, he may just be gone. Yeah, I, I get him benching him. That's for sure. I mean, I really do. I mean, you know, week one, there was, there was two or three plays that were there to be had, and Dante Moncrief didn't come through, and he was part of the reason they got blown out of the gym there in, in uh, Foxborough. I mean, he catches that, what was it, a fourth and one, right? If he catches that, I think he had another ball in the end zone that he catches. I mean, that game could have at least got competitive for a little while, uh, but it has not looked good, and the whole receiver options for the Pittsburgh Steelers is just not that good. It's not that special. James Washington's good player but he's nowhere near like uh, a number one or even a good number two you know uh, Dante Moncrief obviously proving he's not you know can Deontay Johnson the rookie they drafted in the third or fourth round out of Toledo he's a guy I look for that has a little hope because he can make some things happen uh, but he's young and, and learning on the fly too I mean this is just this is kind of the the crazy thing I think we all took for granted a little bit the Steelers have been so great at evaluating receivers 
and I think I fell into this trap with evaluating the Steelers too, that they've been so great at the receiver position that, you know, that they, I was trusting that they saw more in their receivers. Like, we'll be okay. These guys are going to make this next step. Well, they're going to be fine. And I trusted in that. And uh, of course we're wrong. And then uh, I don't trust that. And they don't have guys that can get open other than Juju. And, and even Juju, now that he's facing all that extra attention, yeah. he's got to try to force his way down the field and develop a, a, a deep route in his passing game. It's it's just not going the way that we thought. And now without Ben Roethlisberger, uh, everyone's going to write off the Steelers and we'll see what they can muster as they try to dig out of their 0-2 hole. One of the big differences in Pittsburgh this year, Antonio Brown obviously gone now with New England Patriots. And Chris, as it relates to the investigation that the NFL is conducting into Antonio Brown that was sparked by the civil lawsuit for sexual assault and rape filed last week, we are now in a phase where we're really not going to hear much. And I saw the reporting yesterday that Antonio Brown's accuser was interviewed for 10 hours on Monday. That is an extensive amount of time to talk to anybody. Seriously. That tells me she had a lot to say. She had a lot of information. The NFL had a lot of questions. And they have drilled this thing down to every last detail. And now what they will do, and again, we won't be privy to any of this. They will begin to follow up. They'll try to corroborate or refute the things she said. And at some point, they're going to talk to Antonio Brown. And Antonio Brown had better hope that he's properly prepared and coached in the right mindset to be a witness, to just answer the questions truthfully that are posed to you, to not try to engage in sword play. That's the biggest problem that witnesses get into. When they get irritated by the questions they're being asked, they're being, they're being faced with this tough interrogation. Instead of just answering the questions meekly, they try to push back. They try to fight back, and they find themselves saying outlandish things as they try to fight the person who's questioning them. That's going to be the biggest challenge for Antonio Brown. Because based on my understanding of him, Chris, my read on the guy, when he's under the hot light and when he's asked a bunch of tough questions— I don't think he's going to be a very good witness, and I think he's going to crack, and he's going to say something that's going to get him in more trouble than he's already in. Yeah, well, he certainly hasn't shown us any, like, you know, cooler heads will prevail, or you're right. I mean, he seems to have a, a temperament and an ego, and you're not allowed to say anything about him. I mean, you know, guy, what was it, two years ago, an, S, an SI reporter said they were going to write a story about him, and he was threatened to punch him on the jaw and see how his jaw is on social media. So you're right. That would be scary. I mean, I, I guess the big That was the first moment. That was the first moment where we saw behind that big smile facade. No doubt when about it. When we saw that, and it's like, whoa, what's going on with AB? Right. And then after that, it was little pieces, little pieces, little pieces culminating in where we are. But, you know, someone told him very early on in life, kid, you got a great smile, use it all the time, and you'll never have a problem. Oh. And behind that smile, there is a raging fire. It, and there's no doubt. I mean, gosh, I mean, you know, I felt like, you know, we – we spent more time on Odell Beckham Jr.'s watch than we did with some of the Antonio Brown issues. <laughs> Here we go. I just, you know. Are you sure you don't have his signature tattooed on your arm? I don't, but can I just, we, it's amazing I sometimes. I mean, it just, I just am saying, but it is because of the million dollar uh, smile, like you said. I mean, it is. He's just like, if you didn't know him, it's the most lovable smile and like innocent looking guy ever. But we know he ain't that innocent at this point, okay? Uh, and he's got big time issues. He better hope. Um, 
that she doesn't have the the text messages is just all I think about. Uh, you know, the text messages, things like that, where I just look at that as going, that's got to be the most damning damning information. If, if the NFL has that uh, available to them through the accuser, then Antonio Brown could be in some deep crap, and maybe we get a decision quicker than than we thought if, if that's the case. And here's what we have to be watching and waiting for, because, again, there won't be many leaks. Now, maybe the NFL will try to pre-position the media and the fans to what may be coming by leaking something to the Washington Post like they typically do. But he could be put on paid leave like that, right? And I wouldn't be surprised if they do a preliminary interview with him just to kind of get a feel for what they're dealing with. Because, remember, the standard for paid leave is the commissioner believing that the player may have violated the personal conduct policy in specific ways that justify paid leave. May have, not did, may have. And so 10 hours with her, if they came out of that room thinking, oh man, that's a compelling story. We believe what she's saying. Maybe if they talk to him for a little bit and he starts to, you know, flash a little anger and and not really answer the questions and, and try to evade, that may be enough to get him on paid leave. And meanwhile, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that the Patriots are doing their own shadow investigation that will entail them trying to get to the truth because no matter how long it takes the NFL to get to the truth, the Patriots want to know what's going on because if this guy's guilty of what he's accused of, they don't want him on the team. So it could be, Chris, it could be 5 p.m. Eastern today, Antonio Brown released by the Steelers or by the Patriots, and we won't see it coming. So that's kind of the reason I included this topic today. We just need to be on the lookout for a development that will be swift and sudden and potentially severe. Paid leave by the league or cut by the Patriots, and it can happen at any time. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I, I mean, I hear you, Mike. I, I think you're spot on. I mean, or, or, I mean, what if like Robert Klemko finds three or four more other women who start to say, you know, the similar thing that the woman who is, uh, you know, apparently painting a mural of Antonio Brown? If you get a few more stories like that, I think if just a few more women come out of the woodworks in general and stuff like that 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 could be even the end of Antonio Brown with New England, where they just go, okay, I mean, you know, we, we've been dealing with smoke and some sparks of a fire, but we got a full-fledged forest fire here now, and we just got to abandon ship. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if, if that happened either. Yeah, there's a concern, as there should be in any NFL team, about the precedent that is set by cutting a guy based simply on a civil lawsuit because it is very easy to make allegations against someone in a civil setting. But once you start putting meat on the bone, that's when you get concerned. So the mere fact of filing a lawsuit, not enough to cut the guy. But if evidence begins to mount, whether it's through the NFL's investigation or whatever the Patriots, I would guess, are doing very discreetly and quietly to test out some of these allegations, if they get to a sense where they're like, yeah, this guy's dirty— He's gone. And you mentioned Odell Beckham Jr. And let me just let me just end with this, because I agree with you. You know, um, you look at those two guys. One of those two guys you would feel comfortable having over at your house. Right. You would have comfortable right uh, around people that you care about and trust that you'd you'd leave them alone with. You know, and and I, I, I just based upon what we've seen and heard publicly, I'm not making any accusations about the civil lawsuit. I don't know anything about whether those accusations are true. Odell Beckham Jr. is a guy I'd want to hang out with. Yeah. Antonio Brown, based upon everything we've seen over the last year, is not a guy I would want around me or anybody that I care about because I don't know what's going on with that guy. I, I'm, I'm, that's fair. I think that's spot on. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, to what you're saying, I would trust Odell Beckham Jr. to babysit my kids. Antonio Brown, I would not because I'm not sure what they would learn or what he might do or whatever it is. So you're exactly and, and, right. And, and, 
And again, we are not making factual accusations. This is our opinion based upon all of the things we have seen. Yes. There is something going on behind that smile that isn't happiness. Right. With Odo Beckham Jr., I think fundamentally he's a good person. And he is misunderstood. And part of it he brings on himself, he Chris. Does, his for quest sure. for attention yeah. puts him in bad spots. There are unforced errors there, but he is a good person. Right. And with Antonio Brown, I'm not sufficiently certain that I would trust him. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Yeah, that's right. That's we're, on we're, saying. I, yes, we're on the fence. Yes, I'm trying to keep us both out of trouble here. Yep. We're no, on the fence about you. AB. Right. Yeah. Yep. And 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 it, and he's earned every amount of doubt that we would have about AB because I wouldn't have felt this way 18 months ago. Yeah. But based on everything we've seen over the last year, year and uh, a half, I I don't know what's up with AB. Right. And I think that's why the Patriots are trying to find out. The league's trying to find out because I don't care how fast he can run, how well he can catch a football. I don't care about any of that. If this is somebody who you just don't have a good feeling about, you don't want him around your football team, and that may be where this ends up with the New England Patriots. All well right, said. Uh, that's it. Uh, great job today. You too. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of PFT Live. When is the next Chris Sims unbutton? Oh, today's the Wednesday deep dive. So we'll have the big effort on at some point, and I'm going to get into some, you know, film and X's and O's crap, all the stuff you love, right? And then, and then tomorrow, you and I are going to have our picks again, and we're going to do that as well. Chris Sims unbutton PFT PM collaboration. I'm I, not looking forward to that. Yeah, well, and I, I'm keeping track of what went on because I know I won last week, so I'm going to rub I'm that in. I'm not looking forward. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that at all. Uh, last week I took too many chances. Yeah. Uh, this week, you, this week it's 16. <laughs> it's all chalk, baby. This you week took for a me, Kirk I got to get Cousins, back on my feet. I took Aaron Rodgers. You took all a right, Trevor well, Simeon. I took a Baker Mayfield. <laughs> give my give my regards to the big effort, and uh, we'll we'll look forward to doing PFT live tomorrow, and then our picks for the joint Chris Sims Unbutton PFTPM podcast. Everybody have a great day. We'll see you on Thursday. See ya. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.